we'd like to welcome you back to our emergency freedom alerts for September 25th, I'm, I'm sorry, 26, 2022. It's part two. And the next report is uh, Krizlam confirmed. And if you want to add any of these those witches that we just talked about on your prayer list, feel free. Back in part one there. Um, <clears throat> Krizlam confirmed, led by Pope Francis, leaders of the world's religious religions formally adopt human fraternity document at 7th Congress. And this just happened September 14th and 15th, um, basically last week of 2022. And here we have a picture of the Pope and all these other devil pagan muslim religious leaders all together yoked up into one nice big happy soon to be the coming one world religion this is the seventh congress of the leaders of world and traditional religions every single one of these cults that these devils lead will take you straight to hellfire essentially so it's official chrislam and you know i don't exactly agree with um, yeah, I, I get Chrislam, meaning the, the the combining of like lukewarm, unbiblical pseudo Christianity with Islam. He says has now been codified and ratified with the approval of the Seventh Congress of World Leaders and World Tradition of Religions of the Human Fraternity Document created by Pope Francis of the Vatican and financed by and promoted by Mohammed bin Zayed of the UAE. Question: Guess who they forgot to invite to the festivities. Answer, Jesus Christ. His name appears nowhere and is never mentioned. Well, of course, because the name of Jesus Christ divides. And that's their arch enemy. So, of course, they're not going to... And now, they'll bring their false ascended master, Jesus, into it. Uh, that's coming, and we just talked about that in part one, regarding the fake second coming that they're talking about but um <clears throat> pope francis has now put into place and set in motion the functional political religious and financial network on which the one world religion under the antichrist will operate of course all this prophetic fulfillment could not have taken place without um the very um ge generous patron and backer mohammed bin zaid for more about this man, now I was going to try to cover this a little bit about this Mohammed bin Zayed. It's too complex. There's too much. I'd have to do a whole separate study. But there's a link I give you, and it's called Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed from Trump's Abraham Accord, which Trump helped broker with Israel. Uh, he also helped the Pope Francis to create Chrislam with Higher Committee of Human Fraternity. He is the man linking. Pope Francis, Donald Trump, and Chrislam together. Now, again, the whole term Chrislam, I first started talking about with Rick Warren. Rick Warren was the one that really, at least in American Christian circles, was the one that really was pushing for that hard. Um, <clears throat> I do not believe the one world religion will be called Chrislam, okay? It's going to be an amalgamation of all religions, as they even say in their documents. It's not going to be exclusive to Islam and Christianity. You're leaving out hundreds of other cultish, demonic, pagan um, doc, um, religious systems. You're leaving all of them out. So it's not going to be called Chrislam. What it's finally called, who knows? 
I don't know. Of course, all this prophetic fulfillment... Um, oh, no, I already read that. I'm sorry. Some highlights from the Seventh World Congress of Religions. And this is straight from their own documents. We, we note that pure, plural, pluralism in terms of differences of skin, gender, race, and language and culture are expressions of wisdom in of God in creation. So they're, they're fine with differences in skin color, gender, race, language. You know, I get it. But, goes on to say, religious diversity is permitted by God. And capital G, okay. And therefore, any coercion to a particular religion and religious doctrine is unacceptable. Well, what is unacceptable? I mean, punishable by death? Well, yeah, eventually. Absolutely. Don't you dare try to convert to another religion. But there's only one way to heaven, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, exactly. And they, these devils don't want you telling anybody about Jesus Christ or trying to convert anybody to Christianity because then they wouldn't burn in hellfire with them. So they're, that's unacceptable, you know, to them. So religious diversity is permitted by God. Oh, really? No, it's not. Not if you want to go to heaven. Acts 4, verses 10 through 12. Um, Be it known unto you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, he's talking to the Jews, okay, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, I think this was Peter talking, even by him doth this man stand here before you hold. Uh, I believe Peter just, through the Lord Jesus Christ, healed a man, okay? So he's talking to the religious Jews in Acts 4, 10 through 12. So let me just repeat that. Be it known unto all you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. So I give you, I gave you the context there. This is the stone which was set at naught of the builders. He's talking about Jesus Christ, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So the Bible totally contradicts with religious with their statement religious diversity is permitted by god not if you want to go to heaven yeah there's many many paths to hellfire but narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal and few there be that find it is what the bible says and the reason few there be that find it at least in part is because you've got all these different horrible works-based devil death cults all these isms like catholicism and mormonism and you know zoastrianism and buddhism and hinduism all these other works based devil death cults where you earn your way to wherever you're trying to get like nirvana or paradise or some call it heaven i mean they're all works based the bible says for you saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves it is not of works. Let me just read you the full verse. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's the gift. 
of God, not of works, like all these other isms teach. Now, good works should follow. And, you know, that's true, okay? Faith without works is dead. I get it. I understand that. But I'm saying don't put the cart before the horse. Not of works are we saved, lest any man should boast. Because then you could boast about it if you could earn your way. For we are as the workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Again, good works will follow salvation. Well, they should. Which God hath before ordained that we should walk therein. Okay, so that covers a lot of bases there. Um, let's go back to this report here. The, then the last point they say in this, well, at least the one I'll cover. We appeal to all people of faith and goodwill to unite in this difficult time and contribute to ensuring security and harmony in our common home, planet Earth. Unite, come together as a, in a one world religious context. In the coming new world order, unite. All religions are the same. It's all good. The only ones that are really wicked and evil are those evil Christians that say that salvation is only obtained through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we're heading. I mean, it's, it's biblical. It's biblical. Saw another video on this the other day. I've covered this in one other teaching. The Mothers of Darkness Castle, A Thousand Points of Light. This was removed by YouTube. This is a Jay Myers documentary. He puts out some, he does, he did one on Hollywood that's really good too. Now, I've covered this before in my um, teaching from 12 to 2018 part one. And the table of contents of that reads, former US president and ultra high level Luciferian George H.W. Bush this is when he when he died at the age of 94. The first high-level politician to utterly to utter openly the phrase a new world order and a thousand points of light. The next part was down the rabbit hole regarding a thousand points of light and then Chateau de Amours, the Mothers of Darkness Castle, a thousand points of light, the most evil place on earth. So that's what I covered. I give you the link to that study and I'm going to go ahead and play this one as well because this gives further insight regarding these devils that Satan has put into position um, to run his kingdom on earth. And I think this is one of their main power centers on planet earth. Deep in the forest of Belgium, just outside the little village of Muno, lies a dark castle a place so forbidden, many locals refuse to even speak of it. Shrouded in secrecy and heavily guarded, it is rumored to be home to unspeakable horrors. Officially, its name is Chateau Amaroy, aka the Mothers of Darkness Castle. It has been accused of being the epicenter of the Illuminati underworld, hosting some of the elite's darkest rituals, high-level monarch programming. Join me as we unlock the secrets of Mothers of Darkness Castle and discover why it has earned the nickname, The Most Evil Place on Earth.
One investigator said it was like going back to the Middle Ages. One of the Illuminati's top ritual castles. And of a thousand points of light. their secluded castles and stately homes far from the prying eyes of the public where they can engage in perverse and strange practices for the worship of their ancient gods. In Belgium lies just such a castle, the menacing Chateau Amaral. It has been named by researchers as one of the main ritual centers of the Illuminati, but researching it proves difficult. Little information about this castle is available and the owners appear to be doing everything they can to keep it that way. Almost no pictures of the interior exist online. Even the BBC and National Geographic have allegedly been denied access. The castle's wooded perimeter is heavily guarded with cameras, electric fences, trip wires, and more. The castle was originally built for Prince Philip of the notorious Saxe-Coburg-Gotha royal bloodline, the same family as the British royals, who are descended from Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, the, the, you know, they, they showed a picture of the, the devil queen that just died. Original Dracula. There's the original Dracula they showed, Vlad the Impaler. Today, it is owned by an elite family of Belgian industrialists called the Solvays. The Solvays are one of the wealthiest families in Belgium. Looks they like medical pharma cartel. Large pharmaceutical yeah. chemical companies. Oh, fluorine chemicals. So they're, they're the ones, I guess, responsible for putting fluoride into, the, uh, uh, into all manner of things, into the water and everything else. One of the most deadly, evil, wicked chemicals you could possibly ever think about dumping in to the water supply, done whole studies on it. And uh, of course they would be responsible for that. Responsible for the notorious drug Prozac yeah. and the industrial- Well, the main, the main ingredient in Prozac is fluoride. I don't know if you knew that, a very concentrated dose, which burns out your lower brain lobes, which is what so happens to control your will to resist. So they want a bunch of compliant, dumbed down, fluoridated people that will not resist the new world order. Um, and that's exactly what you, when you look around on a lot of people, that's exactly the type of mindset that exists primarily. It really exists here where I'm at. I'll tell you what, they have heavily fluoridated and we noticed a difference. When we moved up here, um, that, uh, it just seemed like there was a lot more, the, the area I was from, I'm not saying they're not fluoridating in there now, but they didn't fluoridate for a lot of different years most of my life when i was growing up the water wasn't fluoridated we move up here and i know the water's been fluoridated i believe a lot longer and in the people up here in north carolina at least the area that we're at they just don't seem like they're they kind of seem like uh they don't have that fight in them that we saw in a lot of the people that grew up in the area i grew up in it's just they seem a lot more passive and willing to accept things. Scale production of fluoride and fluoride products that get added to the water we drink. Although officially named Chateau Amaroy, the castle is better known as the Mothers of Darkness Castle. 
due to it being the alleged meeting place of a special rank of Illuminati witches known as Mothers of Darkness. Mothers of Darkness are high adept witches who come from old satanic families. The macabre rituals they perform... See, these are the real witches. These are the ones that would make those ones we saw the most powerful witches in Romania, you know, look like, you know, pathetic little pawns. They, 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 these are the ones that you don't, you know, are like in the bloodlines of the Illuminati and these types of things. They don't advertise that they're witches, okay? Um, th these are, this is really serious, high level, the highest level witchcraft most likely taking place on the planet would make your blood run cold. The candidates for the Mothers of Darkness are subjected to ritual abuse from childhood, resulting in a dissociative mind that is easy to program. Most high-level Illuminati witches have some dissociated identities known as multiple personalities. Yes. Mothers of Darkness are programmed and initiated within the mysterious Chateau Amaroy. Mothers of Darkness uh, seem to be like deep satanic priestesses that have also been raised uh, daughters and or granddaughters and have been over many of the women involved. So they are uh, deeply well known in the, in the underground of uh, satanic ritual abuse and multiple personality disorder. That was Russ Dizdar. And then you'll hear Fritz Springmeier as well later to two of the experts on the subject rust is um, passed away on uh, not too long ago unfortunately but these elite witches aren't the only reason the castle maintains such strict privacy the site is also said to be home to the belgian elites satanic eyes wide shut parties which involve children and are usually filmed for blackmail this was all revealed during the infamous dutro scandal that nearly caused a revolution in belgium and saw the resignation of top officials. It all began in the early 90s, when children started going missing in alarming numbers. It took Belgian authorities four years to arrest a man named Marc Dutroux, despite numerous credible tip-offs that he was kidnapping and holding girls prisoner, including one from his own mother. Dutroux was procuring these children for the Belgian political elite and aristocracy, to use as party favors for their blackmail operations. After the scandal broke, one Belgian senator noted that such parties were part of a system which operates to this day and is used to blackmail highly placed people. The same system of blackmail operates all over the Western world and is one of the Illuminati's primary means of control. The Dutro witness files are replete with stories of such parties taking place in castles and one specifically named the Chateau Amaroy. And so I, I exposed this ritual castle in southern Belgium. And uh, at first, you know, this was in 1990. Fritz Springmeier, um, who was the original one from like the 1990s that started coming out with books on the Illuminati. Uh, now, I know there's, there's controversy around Fritz. I get it. Uh, but I, I do believe his research is, for the most part, solid. And if anything, his research has just been validated after these types of things that have come out in, in Kathy O'Brien coming out with her book and the MK Ultra Mind Control Slaves that have escaped, confirming essentially what Fritz Springmeier said all along. 
uh, with his books, uh, Bloodlines of the Illuminati being one of them, and How to Create an Undetectable Mind Control Slave, and there's, I don't know, there's three or four. They're all out of print, um, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. And a number of years transpired, and it was like I had, I had, I had, I was a voice in the wilderness and nobody had heard, but eventually it did get heard. And what happened was, is in Belgium, the Belgian government would, almost was toppled. They had big protests in Brussels a couple of times where there were over a half a million Belgians protesting their government. And the reason why is because there, there was a big scandal that broke loose where people had discovered that there were satanic covens in their government, mm -hmm. the government of Belgium, and this got connected in, uh, and people then were able to connect what was going on and some of the people back to this castle that I had exposed. Because Belgium is the global center of the European Union. Now, I believe from his research, I think it was his research, what... Maybe it was Schneblin's, Fritz Springmeier, it was one of them, that from what I had heard, at the Mothers of Darkness Castle, and I probably got into this in the last study I did on this that I provide the link for, they take a pregnant woman every single day and sacrifice her and the baby, the pregnant woman. She's like nine months pregnant, I believe. And... It's done every day. And I think they use their blood to then write um, like a diary for the day of all the, the satanic things, all the major satanic things that have taken place on the planet with their blood, the, the blood of the sacrifice of the baby and the mother. And that way they document in their satanic books all the, the wickedness and evil they have accomplished that day for Satan's kingdom. That's what takes place at Mothers of Darkness Castle. Uh, from what I heard, every single day. And among, among other things, among many other wicked things. And NATO, many of the so-called elite from around the world attend these parties. A Belgian newspaper reported that a former commissioner of the European Union was among a group of judges, lawyers, and policemen who attended orgies organized by one of Dutro's assistants. Sorry, this comes from the uh, Sunday Times back in 1996, but here goes. Quote, Brussels satanic sects involved, involved in bizarre rites, including human sacrifice, are being linked by Belgian police with this summer's string of uh, grisly pedophile murders in which at least four children died. Five witnesses came forward last week and described how black masses were held and which children were killed in front of audiences were said to have included prominent members of Belgian society. Ah. Many of these witnesses describe hunting parties where children were allowed to run in the forest and then hunted down like animals. These adrenaline-pumping events are said to be a favorite of the psychopathic elite. Yep. 
abuse survivors Kathy O'Brien, Fiona Barnett, and Paul Benassi all have described similar hunting parties, known to the elite as the most dangerous game. It was early evening when they played most dangerous game. This is Kathy O'Brien who wrote the book uh, Transformation of America. I don't recommend you read it. I read it one time and that was enough for me. It's highly graphic, horrific on a level that I have never read. I mean, at the time, I'd never read anything like it. I was messed up for days after reading that thing. Uh, it was about Cheney and the Bushes and the Clintons and Hillary and all the mind control stuff they did to her. And a lot of senators and politicians, a lot of it was on Cheney. Cheney was the one that I think she did the most dangerous game thing on. Uh, he, he's got to be in the book. He was considered the most evil and sadistic, Dick Cheney. Uh, I don't advise you read it. I do think she's credible. And again, Fritz Springmeier, Kathy O'Brien, so many of these people that, that have researched this or come out of these things, they've all just been validated. And this in this documentary right here, this little mini documentary we're listening to in Mother's Day, it's just, just further proof of of this level of wickedness that that exists and these are the these are the highest level devils on the planet that you know satan has put in position to um rule over us now god's in control but these are the type of this is the type of depravity that is the norm for the most powerful people on the planet i was stripped of my clothing i was allowed to wear tennis shoes and told that I could have a head start and begin running before I would be hunted down. My exposure to it resulted in my believing I had no place to run and no place to hide. It seemed there were no limits to what could happen in my existence at that time. It was the most extreme, one of the most extreme situations I think I ever, I ever survived. One investigator remarked that it was like something out of the Middle Ages. Dutro was heavily connected to the satanic underworld. Okay, something just came into my head too. Remember when I got into the adrenochrome harvesting centers? Where these elites drink the uh, enriched adrenochrome blood of the children after they terrorize them to the point where there's different grades of it that they can buy. There's an A plus grade and it goes all the way down to like D minus. And then they, when they get to the D minus grade, meaning when they have milked that child for all they can milk it for with the adrenochrome um that's when they're turned over to the elites to play this most dangerous game that's when they'll take them and then that that's how they'll dispose of them that way they get one last hurrah from the little children they're torturing over and over and over that's what's going on with that. One cult we know he provided children for is called Abrasics. Abrasics is an openly satanic group which names itself after a pot-bellied demon called Abraxas. In 1996, police discovered a note to Dutro from a mysterious person calling themselves Anubis. The note informed Dutro that a special ceremony was coming up and instructed him to provide quote-unquote presents 
for the high priestess of the Abrasics order, and even gave specific details as to the age and sex the presents should be. No doubt some of these children Dutro kidnapped were delivered to the Mothers of Darkness castle, where researchers have reported that child sacrifices take place nearly every day. And I gave the location. Eyewitnesses who had been in, in rituals in the castle where children were, were sacrificed and the blood of these children is drained and, and quill pens are, are filled up and the blood is used to write an account of what the Illuminati have done that day and bring about the plan. Ultimately, Dutro was jailed, but his high-profile clients got off scot-free. A curtain of secrecy descended over the entire case, and the investigation was stopped from going any further before the rest of the ring could be exposed. So he says Dutro was isolated, and he was a scapegoat to protect the whole Belgian network. Yeah, absolutely. He was just a, probably the low-level pro procurer of the children and the scapegoat slash fall guy. Which involves in the first place the two Belgian kings who succeeded one another. And this is no different than the English royalty and all the other bloodlines of the Illuminati. It is no accident that this den of Satanism is located in Belgium. The small picturesque nation on the border of France has been named by alternative researchers as an Illuminati capital. Oh yeah, it's it's extremely wicked, but Belgium overall with the amount of occult and satanic activity that goes on there. And headquarters of the New World Order. It is home to the European Union and NATO, making it a central hub for high-level Luciferian rituals. International financiers, politicians, and businessmen come to Belgium for business and make a stopover at the Chateau Amaroy, or one of the region's many other satanic estates, to participate in the sacrifices and blood rituals required of an Illuminatus. Remember the Dutch banker Ronald Bernard, who claimed the top world leaders and financiers are forced to take part in satanic activities, right. and he himself was asked to attend a child sacrifice. I played this clip before. It was the good life. But then at some point, I was invited, which is why I'm telling you all this, to participate in sacrifices. Again, this is Ronald Bernard, Dutch banker, whistleblower. Abroad. I tell you, this guy's facial expressions, if he's a liar, he's the best liar I've ever heard, seen. Because he is severely um, trying to hold back a lot of emotion, giving this account. That was the breaking point. Children. So basically, he was put in a position where they're like, no, 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 you need to come to these human sacrifices if you want to maintain your prosperity, the good life, like he said at the beginning as this Dutch banker, and he said, and they were sacrifices of children. You were asked to do that? Yes, and I couldn't do that. The purpose of the whole thing 
eventually, in that world, is that they have everybody in their pocket. You need to be susceptible to blackmail. And blackmailing me proved to be very hard if I look back on it. <laughs> Good man. According to researcher David Icke's book, The Biggest Secret, Belgium, or Belgium, was actually established to be a headquarters for the satanic elite. And it is for this reason that the Saxa Gotha, aka the Windsor bloodline, was imposed to rule over it. Belgium is still ruled by a royal family, who are very much above the law. The aristocracy is deeply involved in satanic secret societies. At the 88 Republican National Convention, GOP loyalists cheered as George H.W. Bush took the stage to accept the party's presidential nomination. It was the first time America would hear a strange, mystical phrase that would become synonymous with President Bush, a thousand points of light. I've spoken of a thousand points of light. During dream and a thousand points of light. Despite no one knowing what it meant, he went on to say it again at his inaugural address. Once again, few in the audience, except for members of the Illuminati, knew the significance of that bizarre phrase, or the location to which it secretly referred. Inside Mothers of Darkness Castle is a special room used as the place of ceremony for the highest orders of the satanic hierarchy. Inside the ornate room are balconies and a magnificent dome containing 1,000 lights. This is what Bush was alluding to. Well, I think it's more like a, the dome is like a pane, panes of glass that, like a thousand different little panes of glass that the lights come through. Or maybe sunlight, or I, I don't know if they've got a way to artificially, but that's that's where, where we get the thousand points of light. Thousand points of light. But nobody bothered to question that. And he said that at least four to six times. Th this is a guy that was on tour in the Prophecy Club before I actually did my tour there, um, an expert on the occult. I talked to a lady uh, just recently in Baltimore. She came up right after the meeting in Baltimore, and she came up and she said, everything that you said tonight, I can verify. She said, because I was George Bush's campaign manager. And she proved it. She pulled out the campaign uh, manager badge that she had when she was campaign manager when he was going into to for for presidential election and she said i was there the night that he made that address and she says now i understand what that meant because she said i looked at george and i said after he stepped off the platform i said george i want to be i, I don't know about that new world order thing she said but i want to be a part of that thousand points of light and she said he grabbed her by the shoulder looked her sternly in the face and said, I have no control over that. That's because that's because he doesn't have control who gets into that castle. You know, generally speaking, people like presidents in these, they're they're typically not at the top of the food chain. They might be close, but they're they're typically like the puppets that are put in that position. Um, so when he said, I don't have control over that thousand points, like you, she didn't know what she was saying. She wouldn't want any part of that. But it sounds real nice and frilly. And then I think they get into, I think, Trump here. It is also very telling that President Trump drew special attention to this old phrase at a rally held in Montana in 2018, reminding the audience of the bizarre nature 
and inexplicable meaning of the term. All the rhetoric you see here, the thousand points of light. What the hell was that, by the way? Thousand points of light. I never quite got that one. Say, what the hell is that? Has anyone ever figured that one out? YouTube has... Now, the thing is, is that with that, why would he go after a former Republican president? I could understand if he was like Clinton and said it. This is right-left paradigm. This is Coke-Pepsi. This is Republican versus Democrat. Why would he go after a supposed, I mean, high-level Illuminati, Trump's, you know, same circles. He's not as high. He's not, like, in the same, I believe, um, stratosphere as the Bushes were. I think they're, they're higher up in the Illuminati. But why would he go after a former Republican president that, I mean, this is, like, almost... Not even, well, maybe not quite, but at least 25 years ago, this was said. Why would that matter? Why would he bring that up? Again, I can understand if he was going after maybe a Democrat, maybe Clinton back then, but he didn't. He went after George W. Bush. And why would he bring that up? Because I believe that the Illuminati likes to communicate and telegraph things. And that's important for the Illuminati to get that phrase out right under our noses from a Kabbalistic type standpoint. They want that, they, they, they want people to research that. Even though you're gonna have to dig deep, you know, the way the search engines are skewed and the way, you, you know, YouTube videos are, are skewed. Um, but anyway, that it's just, uh, I, I, I thought that that was, knowing how wicked and evil Trump is, you know, thought that was interesting videos of people attempting to go near the mothers of darkness castle and discovering elaborate security measures around the perimeter right and they're showing these videos one man who found the gate open claims his girlfriend went to knock on the door and was never heard from again he went to the authorities but the local he's police showing the post we have visited mothers of darkness castle this is published by nick gabarici i can't even say his name this was on november 6 2010 we have visited the Mother of Darkness Castle in south of Belgium, the one which is listed as the headquarters of the Illuminati. We came with my girlfriend. The front gate of the castle was open, believe it or not. We went into the park. When we approached the castle, I wanted to leave, but my girlfriend thought it might be a good idea to talk to someone inside just for the sake of putting it to her blog. We argued. She went towards the castle and never came back. I waited for half an hour. What, dude, what are you thinking letting her go up to that thing by yourself, number one? There would have been a much less likelihood if he was with her that they would have taken both. I, I just, that's my, I mean, it's, that's just what a man should do or whatever. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, waited half an hour and went towards the castle myself. The security person came out, confiscated my camera, then escorted me outside. They said that they have never seen my girlfriend. I waited in the hotel nearby for a day. But she never turned up. Finally, I went to the police in the nearby village of Mulo um, the day after. But they threatened to arrest me for trespassing. Instead, of course, they said people in Mother of Darkness Castle, they have never heard of her. Um, meaning his girlfriend. The video made by phone is the only evidence I have left. We thought it was a joke when we visited, but now I do not know what to do. So there's one, you know... <laughs> said the people that the Chateau Amaroy claimed they never saw his girlfriend and threatened him with trespassing charges. There are even rumors that the castle has tunnels beneath it 
that are connected to other locations. Of course it does. Underground tunnel networks are always part of these types of places. From Vlad the Impaler to Elizabeth Bathory, who bathed in the blood of her young servant girls, history provides numerous accounts of psychopathic elites whose victims are lured to dark castles never to be seen again. Today, children continue to go missing, and a girl's body was found on the estate of Queen Elizabeth II. Maybe those tales hold more truth than we dare to admit. And we're going to be talking about that next, which is, well, after this. But th this, I was reading this uh, Micah 3 the other day, and um, Micah chapter 3 in the Bible. And I titled this, um, uh, Man's Wickedness, God's Judgment, and Micah 3. And I, I feel like these verses pertain to this subject. Um, verse 1 of Micah chapter 3. And I said, Here I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and ye princes of the house of Israel. Now, again, at this particular time, this is who God was addressing. But I, I think that these verses would pertain to any... And, and in particular, they're addressing the heads of Jacob and the princes of the house of Israel. We're pertaining, we're talking about the hierarchy, the political hierarchy of, in this particular case, Israel. But I think this would pertain to any country that is doing the practices that are described here. And now we know that the biggest, some of the biggest depravity that goes on on planet Earth goes on in Belgium, goes on at the Mothers of Darkness Castle, like a lot of places around the Earth. But I think Belgium's, you know, ground zero for it. So understand that, that I would apply this to like what we were just talking about, Belgium and, in you know, America and every country where these high-level politicians and Illuminati do these horrible, wicked things. So it says, Here I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and ye princes of the house of Israel, is it not for you to know judgment? Now, the judgment God is talking about is righteous, good, holy judgment, I believe. He, he, he wants us to possess just judgment when a country does not possess judge just judgment then the country um goes basically to hell just judgment and i don't mean hypocritical i mean righteous justice and judgment are a critical component of any society that would have like a high moral compass Verse 2 says, who hate the good and love the evil. Well, I think we could say that these high-level elite, like we just talked about, that these witches that we talked about in part 1, they hate the good and love the evil. They reward evil for good. That's what they do. You do them good, they reward you evil. Woe unto them that call good evil and evil good, is what the Bible says, though who hate the good and love the evil, who pluck off their skin from off them and their flesh from off their bones. Now, I, it appears that they pluck off, in certain instances, their own skin and their flesh from off their bones. Now, 
you know, you've heard of that thing called cutting. A lot of maybe like dysfunctional teenagers or goths are into where they cut themselves and they bleed themselves and they, and they say they get relief because they're feeding the demons inside them. The demons compel them to do this and they get some type of temporary relief by cutting themselves. It reminds me of that concept. It says the heads of Jacob and the princes of the house of Israel who hate the good and love the evil, who pluck off their skin from off them. It appears that they're doing this to themselves like self-mutilation and their flesh from off their bones who also eat the flesh of my people so they're cannibals as well and flay their skin from off them well we, we just we're talking about like the most high level depravity you could possibly ever imagine at the mothers of darkness a castle that happens there every single day most likely why would this be any to, of, of the most high level people in the government why would this be any um surprise to us that they eat the flesh of my people well when they participate in these sacrifices it's usually they're drinking their adrena their adrenochrome ridden blood from the terror they induced and they're a lot of times they'll eat their heart and other body parts and things of this nature so this is what they do. They eat the flesh of my people. They flay their skin off from them and they break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot, meaning they're going to like a cauldron and the flesh within the cauldron. That sounds like a real witch's brew. Like the cauldron the witch had in the one video about Romania. They had their little witch's cauldron pot there. Oh, they probably do this in private or have participated in that. I mean, this is the most depraved, this is some of the most, as far as descriptive, some of the most graphic, depraved descriptions in the Bible. It's not the Bible's fault, they're just documenting things here. They shall cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. Thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets... So the prof so false prophets are also a characteristic when you have this going on with the political ruling hierarchy. Okay, in a country who hate good, love the evil, pluck off the skin, they self-mutilate, they eat the flesh of the people. You also typically have this dynamic. Thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that make my people to err, that bite with their teeth and cry peace. That's typically what you'll see. False prophets crying peace and safety and giving false prophecies and getting it wrong, but, you know, people just keep following them from what I've seen. Therefore night shall be unto you that ye shall not have a vision, and it shall be dark unto you that ye shall not divine. Now, divining uh, implies witchcraft. And the sun shall go down over the prophets and... The day shall be dark over them. Then shall the seers be ashamed and the diviners confounded. Again, that implies a lot of witchcraft. So these aren't like prophets of God. They might call themselves prophets of God, but they're actually operating under the spirit of witchcraft. Because divining is witchcraft. Okay. The diviners confounded, yea, they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer of God. Hear this, I pray you, ye heads of the house of Jacob and princes of the house of Israel. So again, now we're going back to addressing 
the heads of the house of Jacob and the princes of the house of Israel, the ruling hierarchy over, political ruling hierarchy over Israel, that abhor judgment and pervert all equity. And that's what you, in this environment where these things are going on at the highest most levels, cannibalism, self-mutilation, that type of stuff, they're going to abhor just judgment and they're going to pervert all equity. Equity being equitable, being fair. You notice how incredibly corrupt our judicial system is? Well, that's what you expect in that environment from a biblical standpoint. The heads thereof judge for reward. So money, and I, I think you could say the judges a lot of times judge for money, and the priests thereof teach for hire well isn't that kind of the norm in the 501c3 corporate church system priests pastors doing it for the money i think that's more the norm I, i'm sure there's a there's um exceptions but i think more and more it's the norm the corporate 501c3 system they they teach for hire and the prophets thereof divine for money well that's totally the norm Yet they will lean upon the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? None evil can come upon us. Yeah, they're going to tickle your ears. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. The Lord is among us. If he wasn't, why would he prosper us like this? Well, I got into those verses last, the last one or the time before that. They wax rich but they overpass the deeds of the wicked. Therefore their house increaseth. That's normal for those that are hirelings that are doing it for the money. Verily they have their reward. It's because they're doing it for the hire. They have no true love for the sheep. The true shepherd will lay down his life for the flock. Not them. But they'll say they lean upon the Lord. They say it's not the Lord among us. None evil can come upon us. Man, they're in for a rude awakening. Therefore, Zion, for your sake, shall be plowed as a field, and Jerusalem so shall become heaps, and the mountain of the house of the high places of the forest. And again, these are examples for any, I believe, any country that would do these things and let these things go on. Judgment is coming. So then there's this one, um, which goes along with all that we're talking about here, and it's what I told you before, um, it's that documentary, These Little Ones, uh, millions of children vanish each year. It makes you wonder where they all go. Yeah, this came out uh, some months ago. It was published on August 1st. And I'm going to play a good amount of this because I think it adds a lot to what we've already covered. And it definitely is pertinent to play in this particular study, considering all the things that we just covered. The worldwide release of these little ones. Everything we thought to be true about the satanic pedophile cabal is real. The devil wants the babies. Child protective services are his demonic enforcers. Yeah, 83,000 of God's children vanish each month. And this documentary goes into the depths of hell to expose the sinister plot. 
Who is behind the death of Isaac Campy? Why do truth tellers disappear? And how deep does the conspiracy go? All this and more today on the world exclusive premiere of These Little Ones. Don't miss this bombshell film premiering at 6 p.m. Eastern on StuPeters.com. And this now they're going to go right into the film. This film is not suitable there are hundreds for, of children. not suitable for children. Okay, so just heads up warning there. In Arizona, who are missing right now from state custody, but who is out there looking for them? Over one million children vanish each year. I don't know if it's one million. It's one million people from the statistics I've seen, from their own statistics. I don't think it's one million children, though. I think he got that wrong. Now, a good, a very large portion of them, that is the case. It's showing It's showing a child being abducted on the streets. The which is not the typical way this goes down. It's, it's not going to be done in broad daylight where you're snatching children off the street, making some type of big gigantic scene. Their, their network is much more covert. They're not, they don't want to draw attention to themselves. FBI has found dozens of missing children in Los Angeles. It's all part of what's being called Operation Lost Angels. 83,000 each month. They found nearly 978 children went missing in 2019. 2,700 a day. 72 missing children across Indiana, Iowa, Ohio, and Georgia in the past several weeks. In the past several weeks. 115 per hour. In the meantime, the Arizona Department of Child Safety says tonight they can't locate 44 children who are supposed to be in their custody. One every 30 seconds. Some in this operation were trafficked, some sexually and or physically abused. This child trafficking thing is, is, real. is real. It has always existed. That's even Joe Rogan saying that. Well, my name is Nancy Schaefer, and um, I'm from the state of Georgia in the United States. And um, So I guess she's speaking in Amsterdam, August 15, 2009. Thank you for your gracious invitation. Uh, I will share with you on the unlimited power of child protection. Nancy Schaefer, Georgia State Center. She was killed for this. She, they, they, they executed, I believe, her and her husband for actually coming out against this and trying to expose this. Services. She's talking about CPS. I served in the Georgia State Senate. And after four years of viewing the ruthless and unsparing actions of Child Protective Services, I wrote a scathing report entitled The Corrupt Business of Child Protective Services. The report cost me my Senate seat. Yep. And then the, cost her her life. It's not to say that there are not those children in wretched situations who need to be removed. There are, 
and we all agree. If you have history in your past, you know of a story. The problem is the system removing them is a lot of times more corrupt than the environment they were even in. Of an abusive child who was saved by CPS, you can't then assume that CPS saves everybody. Who, who is mainly involved in CPS? Hospitals and doctors. Why? Because people trust hospitals and doctors. They shouldn't, but they do. Yeah. And in the same hospital where babies are being born, the same hospital babies are being kidnapped. Right. In the same place where people are being... All part of the medical pharma cartel network. ...of cancer, the same place people are being killed with remdesivir and ventilators. Mm. And people can't separate that because they see it all as one. Something's either all good or it's all bad. Right. But tonight, I'm talking about those children removed from their homes intentionally for profit. What is child trafficking? Child trafficking is when you kidnap a child for profit. In other words, if you take a child from its family and give it to some... They're showing all this police footage of these police coming into houses and kidnapping children, all under the guise of, you know, CPS or whatever. And in many times, they're, they're literally Satan's henchmen. They, they may not even know they're Satan's henchmen, but that's what they're doing most much of the time else for money i'm not demonizing all cops i'm just saying with this system and cps i'm you know it's so wicked and so corrupt that, you know they these children they may may never be seen from again it's we we've covered this in many studies that's the definition of child trafficking but what you need to recognize is that defines what the states are doing with the federal government there is no order there doesn't have to be an order honey, my baby is mommy, fine honey the mommy can go without doctor's order but not the baby the states are taking so the nurse is telling them the mom can go without doctors but not the baby so they own the child in other words what they're telling her at the hospital children giving them to somebody else for money that they get from the federal government that means that all 50 states are involved in government subsidized child trafficking it's a ring it is the largest and most pervasive child trafficking ring in the history of the world by sheer money and numbers children are seized unnecessarily from their families due to the federal aid entitled the adoption and safe families act it was put into law in 1997 by bill and hillary clinton uh, and i said it that way on purpose yeah. and it is a law that literally steals money from the social security fund and gives this money to the states in order to incentivize them to kidnap babies to receive the adoption incentives or bonuses, local CPS must have more children. They must have more merchandise to sell. Right. Every child, once you've added it all up, is worth approximately a million dollars to the state. But we've been told that this is a 60 to 80 billion dollar a year industry, meaning the federal government is taking 80 billion dollars a year and giving that money to all of the 50 states to kidnap children. Parents are victimized by the system that makes a profit for holding children longer and bonuses for not returning children to their parents. But their own statistics state that 83% of all children who are taken by CPS, Child Protective Services, are for unsubstantiated allegations, meaning never should it have happened in the first place. So that imagine anything else in the world where you know you get it wrong 83% of the time and you admit it, but you just keep doing it. Case workers and social workers are often guilty of fraud. 
They withhold and destroy evidence. Uh, it doesn't make any logical sense as you study this all across the country, and it specifically doesn't make any sense in the case of my grandson, Baby Cyrus. Boise, Idaho, they're showing some knock. They're knocking on a door. Our journey began in May when Diego Rodriguez reached out to me to expose to the world what Child Protective Services was doing to his grandson, Cyrus. At the time of this interview, the parents of baby Cyrus were gagged by Judge Lori Fortier under threat of imprisonment. And after starting to dig in, we had no idea how dark and how deep the rabbit hole would go. What is this about, sir? So this all started when my son Cyrus was having prolonged vomiting episodes. We had taken him to many different specialists to get checked out. Nobody could seem to find out what the problem was. We had just brought Cyrus back the following week from the hospital, from the ER. He had been discharged and everything. He was doing great. And then that week we had follow-up appointments with our um, specialists, nurse practitioners and such. That morning, I woke up with a sore throat, and uh, I was going to try to go to that weight check anyways, and my husband was like, you know what, just just cancel, it's fine. And so she called in, and she asked them if we could cancel the appointment, and she was just going to reschedule for that following Monday. They didn't answer the phone, so she just left them a voicemail, and apparently... Uh, 20 minutes after that, they had called CPS and reported us just for that. And I woke up from my nap, and there was a text message from a social worker. Um, my dad told my husband that the law enforcement had showed up at his home looking for my son and looking for us. In the evening, my, my wife was feeling much better. We went and we had dinner with our friend that had already previously been scheduled. That moment we pulled out, my sister spotted an officer and she said, oh, look, there's a cop right there. I think he's following us. And when I looked forward, there was a, a second officer that turned in in front of us. And immediately when that happened, I just, I knew, okay, so this is not going to be good. Uh, the police officer said, um, you know, hey, I just have a bolo out in your truck, and I need to detain you until Meridian police come. They're showing the footage of this happening. I mean, you really need to watch this because there's a lot of stuff going on in the background with video footage that makes it a lot uh, more impactful. From Meridian Police Department detectives, okay, and for whatever reason, they're looking for your truck. And then it, it was just more and more and more, and pretty soon there was probably 10 to 15 police cars around, 20 different officers or so, right? The detectives came up and they told us, hey, you know. Hey, it's a million dollars per, per baby, per child. It's big money. Satan takes this stuff very seriously. And I'm not saying all these these policemen are, you know, fully aware of what they're doing. They're probably, you know, they've only got one side of the story. But it's just beyond sickening. And, and this goes on all over the country. A million dollars. That's all you need to know. A million dollars. A million reasons why this would be very, very important for these systems to, I mean, I don't know if they were lowering their quota here or whether he was just targeted for one reason or another. I don't know. CPS referral for you guys. It looks like you guys missed your appointment this morning. Okay, Levi, do me a favor, step out of the parking. So they missed an appointment, so they're going to send 21 cops out there to make sure that, you know, they get, they snatch their baby and they make their appointment because Satan cares so much about a baby making his medical appointment. No, 
I want you to step out of the car. Okay, is that my right to speak? Not right now, so get out of the damn car. Get out of the car. I'm not going to screw around with get you, okay? So now get they're about to get, get ready to get violent. Right now. Get back, now. Or are you going to go to jail? Get okay, in for what? I ain't, we're not going to screw with you, you understand? Okay, I'm not to. Okay. I'm going to commit. Felony injury to child. Get out of the car. Hey, you can't abuse me. I'm getting out. I'm getting out. Let me get out. So they're, they're getting very rough with, with them both. They're just trying to ascertain what is going on and why are you detaining me? And no, I cannot speak to an attorney. And basically, no, I have no rights because these scum are, are and I, I'm going to call them scum because anybody that would do this is evil. Reason? For a felony injury to a child. Felony injury to a child, which is a total lie from the pit of hell. And I knew what was going to happen at this point, but I didn't want to accept it. The officers come around to my side. They open the truck door, and at this moment, when this is all happening, I remember what I prayed, and immediately I knew, I had no doubt in my mind they were going to take him, that no matter what happened, they were going to take him. Give me the baby, okay? I, I, I can't. Can okay. you please help me right now? Wait, you understand? You I'm, a, I'm a desperate mom right now. We know. We know. I really need your help right now. Talk to her. We'll give you that opportunity, okay? But well, we're going to take him to the hospital. If you want to go, you can, can come I along. ride with you? Yes, you can. Take the the fear that I so had. they didn't want to have her at the hospital they 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 didn't want to have her there they just wanted to take the baby and be able to isolate the baby at that moment was like absolutely paralyzing I don't think there are many things I wouldn't have done to keep him and so he says come into the ambulance with the baby we just want to check on him no, right. we won't you know we won't separate you you can go to the hospital with him you can ride in the ambulance and you won't be separated i promise you you can trust me mm -hmm. the officer told me that he, i could go with him in the ambulance into the hospital yeah and i don't know what we said before then i was i was not a part of that conversation you can't you can't okay. take him you can't okay. I, guys i i can't you understand what happens when when the state takes custody of babies? I've seen this so many times. I can't I can't be that next person. It has been reported over and over that six times as many children die in foster care than in the general public. Right. Once a child is legally kidnapped and placed in official safety. This is the this is the former state senator Nancy Schaefer. The child is far more likely to suffer abuse, including sexual molestation yep. and or rape. So you have one option at this point. You need to give him to the EMT and you can go on your merry way <laughs> with your friends and your family who's out there. It's not merry at all. Or I remove him from you and you go to jail. You need to make that decision. You need to make it now. I won't let him go. Okay. In hellfire. These devils will have to live what they're doing to these parents over and over and over again. Because as they have shown no mercy, so shall they obtain no mercy. Unless they get saved. And that's highly doubtful if that's the kind of satanic mindset that they're in. Please let him go so he does not get hurt, okay? Okay. Oh, this is just gut-wrenching to watch this. I mean, this is gut-wrenching.
this poor baby, both of them, the little child and, and the mom, oh my word, I have nothing but love and compassion for them. It is so wicked. And this goes on. This has went on millions and millions of times. She's going to jail. Can oh, she's going to jail because she had her kid in her in her arms. Yeah. Yeah. And again, in hellfire, baby. You're going to love it down there. You're going to love every second. You bunch of degenerate devils. But I actually, I let him go first. Oh, put your hands on your back. Oh, okay. wow. Why don't they just gut shoot her right there in front of the kid and bring the dad in and do it too, right in front of the little kid. So really, really, you know, traumatize the kid to the maximum. I, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, but I mean, you know, the, the, the punishment so fits the crime. There, there is no crime whatsoever. She, she literally called in on an appointment. They had her targeted. For one reason or another, they viewed them as some type of weak mark that they could take an advantage of like like a grifter has his mark and he's going to con job them or whatever they 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 had them marked and um they had this planned out he had his hands over the mt shoulder like reaching out for me they closed the, the ambulance door that was the last thing i saw So the, the, the guy that you heard at the beginning that talked to Stu Peters, he says, you're kidnapping my grandson. I mean, and a lot of people, a lot of people that this happens to, I don't think they have the same type of support system that they do. I'm surprised they were targeted, but, you know, for one reason or another, they were. These are crimes against humanity for financial gain. Rights are removed from parents. Human rights, civil rights, and even religious rights. But this is an, uh, a level and order of magnitude in terms of wickedness right up there with abortion and all other great evils. Man stealing is a capital crime, meaning God says those people who kidnap or who steal other men by force are worthy of death. Right. These parents trapped in the system become like refugees. They're dazed and glazed and have no one of whom to turn. They do not know what to do and the loss of their children is devastating. In the middle of us being good parents, desperately trying to take care of him, now the government's just gonna step in and say, okay, you're criminals and we're taking your child from you. They did nothing. They literally did nothing. They had an appointment. She called in to whatever. I guess that was the trigger for them. Oh, you didn't talk to us personally. Now we're going to send CPS after you. It's They probably had some type of quota they were trying to meet. They, they looked at them as maybe easy marks. And maybe they were like, well, we want a... Um, we want a, uh, a a small male child at, the, at this age range, and he fit the description. So that's might have been another reason they were targeted. I mean, because they they do like they like they were talking about before those this guy that guy in Belgium that was procuring children. These Illuminati would put in their orders on the types of children they want, age range, gender, um, maybe um, race, the whole nine yards. And he probably fit the bill, and that might have been one of the reasons they were targeted. After having worked in this arena for several years, I do not believe that a single child comes out whole after having been in this system. And it is a growing criminal political 
phenomenon spreading around the globe. This is a spiritual battle. This is not new. Yeah. This goes back thousands of years. I would say this literally goes back to the very beginning. This is Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania, where they're showing next. In order to understand this present darkness, of course we had to uncover its origins in the past. There was no other man more qualified than biblical archaeologist Henry B. Smith Jr. of the Associates for Biblical Research. Archaeology is a tool uh, that can be used properly and carefully uh, as a, uh, an apologetic resource, as an educational resource, as a biblical resource to help people understand that what we find in Holy Scripture are not stories, they're not myths. These are actual events that took place in time and space. And the sovereign God who reveals himself in scripture uh, has preserved these things in scripture for us to understand, to understand human history, to understand our need for salvation, uh, that we have a sin problem, a very wretched and deep one that needs a uh, redeemer. Jesus warns his hearers and he uses this very powerful picture of putting a millstone uh, around the neck of someone being tossed into the sea. Yeah. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. Unfortunately in history and even in the modern day that uh, children are attacked abused, and in many cases, even kidnapped and murdered. One of the first passages that we see in the Old Testament is both in Leviticus 18 and 20, and it refers to what seems strange to the modern uh, reader at first glance, is the practice of child sacrifice. Particularly, we have mentioned in these passages where God is giving uh, absolute commands to the Israelites not to participate in the sacrifice of their children, to give them over to Molech. What we see in these warnings in the Old Testament that God is, is warning the Israelites are not just mere inventions. The Israelites are not just making up these gods, but they actually exist. All of it, though, involves the giving over of small children usually very small from what we understand from the archaeological evidence to these gods. In the book of Jeremiah, we see a mention of it that it, it, it looked like it was taking place in the in the Valley of Hinnom, right outside the city walls of Jerusalem. Can you imagine how depraved and evil and wicked a society would have to become where they were doing this out in the open as part of their religious practice of their religion? Openly, I understand you could say, well, it is happening in the abortion. Yeah, I, I know, but it's it's under the guise of, you know, whatever, uh, whatever lies they have. But th this was done out in the open proudly to literally procure favor for these guys. How, how and again, I, I know that you can say what's well, already going on here, and, and I get it, and it is, I get it, but this is open. This is like, <laughs> they're they're right out there trying to procure money or favor or whatever for this. Um, the Bible says in Psalm 82, verse 1, God standeth in the congregation of the mighty, 
and he basically says, How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 18.10, Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. He also said in Mark 9.37, Whosoever shall receive one such as one of such children in my name receiveth me. Meaning when you receive a little one in the name of Jesus, it's like you're receiving Jesus Christ. It's like you're taking him in. And whosoever shall receive me, receiveth not me, but him that sent me. So it's very important how we treat children. <laughs> it looks like in God's eyes. Psalm 127 verse 3 lo children are in heritage of the lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward um we already heard the one about the millstone and this is one for christians really proverbs 14 25 a true witness delivereth souls but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You hear me talk about the fear of the Lord. And his children shall have a place of refuge. So there's there's a lot of reasons to pray for fear of the Lord if you're not operating in it. Because the Bible, I mean, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. And then his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Proverbs 31.8 Open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all as are appointed to destruction. The biblical um, outline of the word dumb is not what we think in the King James. It means those that are mute, silent, dumb, or unable to speak. What, like a small child that hasn't learned to speak yet? Yeah. Open thy mouth. That's what I'm trying to do with this broadcast. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I mean, literally, I pray to God, make me your battle axe and weapon of war. Send me deep. Translate me, God, deep, or however you want to get me there, to these devils. Make me your battle axe and weapon of war. Make me your instrument of righteousness against this wickedness. I would gladly die for this. No problem. No problem. This God is my witness. He knows I'm not lying. I can't imagine a better reason to basically, you know, die for than something like this. Proverbs 31.9, open thy mouth, judge righteously. God loves righteous judgment. What we're witnessing here with this video that I'm playing is unjust evil. And plead the cause of the poor and the needy. And I think little children would fall into that classification. They're, they need. They, they can't live on their own. They're needy. I'm going to post these Bible verses in here. Um, Bible verses regarding defending and protection of the innocent and children. I hadn't included this in there. I'm going to go ahead and just put this at the end of this... Uh, this PDF so so 
you can have these Bible verses um, if you want to uh, copy and paste them. Okay, so let's go back to this documentary. Interesting about that is eventually that place gained the name Gehenna, which Jesus uses the motif for hell. Now, when we think about the, the practice of child sacrifice in antiquity, people in the West often think of this as some barbaric practice of the world in the past. People kind of like want to close their eyes to the parallels that we have with the practice of, of abortion. The only distinction from a, from a human standpoint that we're talking about is uh, that the child is not born yet for that's born. 63,459,781 total abortions since 1973. What if instead of sacrificing children to the sound of beating drums on blazing altars, they merely concealed themselves right. in discreet brick buildings mm -hmm. with forceps and vacuum pumps? In 1984, one of the most disturbing and underreported cases of child sacrifice was discovered in a Los Angeles shipyard. In a repossessed shipping container, workers discovered over 16,500 aborted babies. One of them fell down and hit me right in front of my feet. And it was opened up, and there it was. It was a mutilated body. And the more closer I looked at it, it was a human body. And when I came to work the following day, I, uh, I saw it myself. I couldn't believe it. And just, you know, just little bitty babies, you know, just all quarter pieces. Their heads chopped off, arms, legs. And as bizarre and demented as that sounds, in December of 2020, Indiana authorities discovered a total of 2,411 medically preserved fetal remains in the possession of Dr. Ulrich Klopfer. There seems to be no logical explanation for such a volume of deceased babies. Yeah, they're demon-possessed to the toenails, and they're of their father the devil, and of his lust, and of his works he will do. When he talked about um, them doing it behind the walls of these abortion clinics, this verse, uh, John 3.19, and this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and that light is Jesus Christ in this context. And men loved darkness rather than light. And that's why primarily why people reject jesus christ because they love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil and that's why they love to do things in darkness too why the night is associated with you know more so with sin because their deeds were evil for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light why lest his deeds should be reproved, lest his deeds be made known and reproved and rebuked. They don't want their, their deeds saw or reproved. Until you learn that each one can yield thousands of dollars when sold to various institutions. Planned Parenthood is accused of some disturbing crimes today. Anti-abortion activists released an undercover video filmed last year. It claims to show a senior official discussing how the organization sells aborted baby parts. The value of the fetal brains alone in that container was $35 million. Yes, $35 million. 
The official narrative is that they were preserved due to an inability to properly dispose of them at the time of abortion. A far more reasonable conclusion is that they were moving product. In the past, sacrifices to Moloch might yield better crops or victory in battle. But this evil has evolved into a capitalist enterprise where the blood of these little ones translates into millions in profit. Perhaps the particulars have changed over time, but the spirit is still the same and it has a thread through all throughout history. We're gonna sacrifice this child so we can get what we want in return. So the question is, is more it's like- It's just like all the motivations that we saw in part one regarding witchcraft. It's all about self, which is really the root of all sin. I mean, I know it says the love of money, but you know, self is, really the root of all sin because even if you want money it's for yourself i mean i'm not saying wanting money to pay off your debts or for some righteous reason i mean greed of gain and so much of of you know what these people would call in these witches for to break up marriages or to or to get a um a boyfriend or a wife or whatever it's self they're trying to feed their own carnal desires self-centered desires being paid today our archaeological research shows definitively that this practice took place for over centuries so why in the world would we think that it wouldn't persist today maria bramovic with the spirit cooking devil woman Nas and in his um, 666 shoes that he was at. I, mean, I did a whole report on Little Nas and Madonna and all the, the Baphomet stuff and they're showing all these pictures in the background about Hollywood that relate to this. Georgia. Uh, my name is Brandy Brassell. I work with Warrior Bride Ministries. We are a ministry that um, we minister inner healing and deliverance, but we specialize in some of the most traumatized um, survivors of satanic ritual abuse and human trafficking. We've played them before uh, regarding this subject. I think that um, I think that satanic ritual abuse is a lot greater and a bigger problem than most realize and probably even myself in some submerged in it as I am every neighborhood with 250 homes in it 14 had satanic ritual abuse taking place we had a client come in that his grandmother had brought him in he was, um, from what I understand, fairly high up in ranking um, in a satanic, I guess, congregation or coven. And he talked about killings and murders and rituals that had he had experienced. Um, and an army 
He spoke of it like it was an army, because it is. The enemy is after our children at whatever cost and whatever avenue he can get to them at. I'm a satanic ritual abuse survivor. The Christian church says all the time that they fight an enemy, but I don't think they're aware of how organized and strategic the enemy that they're fighting is. That there is a intentional plan to break their children. An entire war for their offspring. The things I've heard from our survivors are the very things that you read about in Deuteronomy with the children being passed through the fire to Moloch. It's not something new. It's been happening. It's for ages. And people want to stick their head in the sand and act like it's not happening or this is not true or it's made up or it's a conspiracy. I've met too many people with the same story from different places all over the world. We've got clients in New Zealand and in Canada that tell a very similar story and there's no way that they could have made that up. They're too similar in circumstances. They're too, the, the rituals are the same. The torture and the trauma is the same. We started investigating these secret satanic cults when a British member of parliament linked them with the ritual murder of children. In this day and age, it sounded too far-fetched, as did suggestions that the same thing might be happening in Australia. But then we met Teresa. Teresa is now 15. Now, I played this clip as well before. This was on 60 Minutes. This poor baby. At the age of two, she was left in the care of this woman. The grandma she called Nan. And that, she says, is when a torment started. During these ceremonies, was Satan the devil ever referred to? He was called Lucifer. Um, what did they say about the devil, about Lucifer? That, um, killing the people made him happy. Sacrifices to please the devil. According to Teresa, the worst rituals took place at a house somewhere in the country. And this is just one of the places, like Mothers of Darkness Castle, where this goes on, uh, typically with the um, hierarchy of the political, you know, and governments and things of this nature participating in this. This is just what they do. It was big, you know, expensive. From the front, it looked like a castle. You know, it had a long drive and big double wooden doors. Do you think they were rich people then? Very rich. People don't understand that how organized it is. There's a satanic calendar. Grand climaxes happen four times a year. Those are major festivals. Think of your Christmas, your Easter, big holidays. We're talking major rituals, the September marriage to the beast ceremony. And if you look at the dates, 
the majority of kidnappings in the United States happen a week before, because there's a preparation. Each satanic holiday requires a specific sacrifice, whether it be blood or sex or an animal, newborn babies, whatever they needed for blood. Let me get this right now. Are you saying that you saw more than one person killed in that house? Yeah. I've seen um, loads of babies killed there, just newborn babies or aborted ones which were only small, you know, four-year-olds, any age really. One-sixth of Georgia has 37 comments, 37 comments, four grand climaxes a year that require the sacrifice of a child or a woman. That's a lot of people. Where do the kids come from, the majority, that they're used for that? People don't want to know that answer. If you're finding this hard to believe, so did I at first. If there is an expert on satanic cults, it would have to be him. Do you believe Teresa's story? I believe Teresa's story. It's exactly the same story as I've heard from men who says they've done it. You've dealt with other cases like hers? Yes. 21 cases like hers, he says, in the past two years alone. Themes like they were put in boxes with spiders and worms, where they were trapped in fear, where there was a high use of excrement and urine, where there was talk of human sacrifice. Both Take just one of those rituals, putting children in boxes with spiders and worms. Now, listen to what Teresa told her mother. And they had a coffin-like box that children were put in with spiders and snakes and the lid shut and left in there. Did you ever encounter a dream crime ritual? She said, they're asking this girl, did you ever encounter adrenochrome rituals? Now, if you don't know what that is, key in adrenochrome in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com because, again, I, I mentioned it earlier in part one, but that's what they're, they're trying to extract by terrorizing them. If they're going to sacrifice them, terrorizing them, and then in the adrenochrome harvesting centers, they, they draw out their blood. In the satanic ritual, they're terrorizing them, and at the peak of, of terrorization, then they kill them, and they cut their throat, and they drink their blood, which is saturated in this adrenochrome and it gets like it gives them like this ultimate high and this is what a ton of people in Hollywood and people like Hillary Clinton and high-level politicians are absolutely totally addicted to the elites are addicted to this stuff and uh, it's another way that they're they're kept in line and in the system the brutal torture of children within an inch of their life. This is the artwork displayed in the home of Tony Podesta, a DNC super lobbyist. Yeah. The same one that, um, oh, now Tony, it's his brother, but the, the Podesta, the other brother, um, he, uh, he, uh, remember I just talked about him in the last study. Biden just appointed him to, to head up the, the great, uh, reset of the currencies. So we know that's in good satanic hands. One, child molesting, 
blood drinking, child sacrificing uh, pedophile to another, the Podesta brothers and, and Joe Biden, creepy Joe. So the the again, it's just all out in the open now. Is this life imitating art? It's showing the artwork or from inside their art? houses, and it's just beyond evil, wicked, and disturbing. All of like little kids, children, girls, and boys in various weird positions, all with weird looks or terrorized looks on their faces. Imitating life. Sick. And the bigger question... No, no person in their right mind would ever have anything like this in their house hanging on the wall. But they want to glory in their shame and they want to telegraph to you what they're, they're doing. Who are the faces in these paintings? And where do they come from? And what if your neighborhood pizza parlor had an art show yeah. like this? Yeah. Right. Which is the, the pizza whole thing, the Comet Pizza whole thing that I did several studies on, just key in Comet Pizza. Um, and you'll, you'll see the artwork in the PDFs um, that I put out there. It makes you wonder, are we the crazy ones? <laughs> no. Or have we just been paying attention? He's showing a lot of the emails. The story of Teresa is a story almost too horrible to recount. And that was the pizza, I think, Pizzagate, Comet Pizza. Um, you can find those again in, at the website. A case of child abuse that goes well beyond the kind of things we normally associate with the abuse of children. In 27 years of reporting, it has to be one of the most painful stories I've ever had to tell. You mean you had a child? Yeah. How old were you when you had that child? Eleven. Motherhood at the age of eleven. Never told but from what Teresa told her mother, it wasn't the only pregnancy. Poor baby. Poor baby. She just got tears pouring out her eyes. I mean, it, this this girl's not lying. One of the most pitiful things you'll ever see, this interview. We think um, about seven or eight times. It's hard to say. Um, it was constantly happening from the time she was capable of being pregnant. What would happen uh, to the fetuses, the unborn babies? They used to be taken away most of the time. And one time, baby was taken out of me and then killed in front of me because it was still alive and then uh, what would happen well after they killed it they would eat it so after they killed the baby in front of her they ate it in front of her i'm sure this is a very common occurrence to encounter survivors that have lost children and as children, they've lost children. Um, I think as young as 11 years old is what I've heard and encountered of babies having babies and watching them be sacrificed. Multi-generational ritual abuse survivors. We're talking about if I would have a child, who had a child, who had a child that's undocumented in these rings. 
it's all undocumented. They they basically treat them like brood mothers. Like they're breeders, is what they're called. And there these are this none of this is ever on the books. So we really don't know how many children are being sacrificed in these satanic Luciferian type of networks because none of these are even on the radar. So they breed kids for the specific purpose of using them for sacrifice. Yeah. Breeders. And it's more common than you think. The rest of the kids from foster care, orphans, people that don't have any family. CPS, which what we were just were talking about. We have had um, several clients come that were trafficked and transported through child protective services and foster care system. Federal or state organizations, they. They want to deny that it exists or deny the problem because a lot of our children are passing through their hands. They are absolutely a part of the problem. There are hundreds of children in Arizona who are missing right now from state custody. State lawmakers are now questioning how 70 foster kids can go missing. In the meantime, the Arizona Department of Child Safety says tonight they can't locate 44 children who are supposed to be in their custody. Investigators believe the four children may have been taken from their foster home. They recovered 25 missing and endangered children over the last month, one in four was part of what they believe an alleged human trafficking situation. In Orange County last year, they had um, a bust for these traffickers. 65% of those victims were wards of Child Protective Services. Not only were they wards of Child Protective Services, but check this out, they were never reported missing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So maybe they were literally sold. Well people with the child protective services. This trafficking is a lot bigger. A million bucks per child, like I said, overall. And a lot more involved politically than we care to look at or the media won't cover. Everybody's afraid because there's some real big heavy hitters that are very influential that are involved. I totally believe that the majority of the government is either involved, covering it up, or has intentionally put blinders up so that they don't have to be. Okay, so it goes on for another 20 plus minutes. It gets more into the Isaac Cappy thing and how he was going to come out and expose this and the mysterious stuff around his death. And that's it gets into other stuff, but... um. We're running out of time on this particular thing. I posted those Bible verses um, regarding defending and protection of the innocent and children. Uh, I'm going to play this last thing. It's a short video. It's on, I don't know if it's still up here. It's, it was on Twitter. Sex trafficking, death cult culture, and collateral damages. Let's see if this is still up. Okay. So... All right, I'm just gonna. All right, so it starts out by saying this was a tweet by a lady named Breck Warsham, and she said Congressman Jackie Walarski was working with Ann uh, Hetchy. She's that one that just died under very mysterious circumstances. Ann Hecky, I'm probably butchering the name, on ending child sex trafficking. So a congresswoman was was working with this actress, Ann Hetchy, uh, 
on ending child sac uh, sex trafficking, according to an X-22 report. Walarska was killed in a car accident this week before Hetchy died under... I mean, you know, she was acting erratically. She gets in that car, speeds, runs into a house. Paramedics come get her. They put her under the sheet, and she comes out from under the sheet before she's put into the ambulance, and she looked like fine i mean maybe a little bit worse for wear but she looked fine and then you know hours later she was dead in the hospital they killed her too um Walorski was killed in a car accident the week before hetchy was who had uh, recently spoken out on the epidemic of child sex trafficking in hollywood and it shows pictures of them both and they're saying oh is this a coincidence well no it's not a coincidence it's obviously you know by design and then it shows a picture of representative jackie Walorski who was killed um republican and she had just introduced she introduced or was a bill called human trafficking prevention intervention and recovery and um or was part of that i guess it was a bill before the 113th congress and WikiLeaks, oh, CIA can hack cars to carry out undetectable assassinations. I, We talked about this. What They can do it with planes. They can do it with cars. If it's a modern car, they can hack cars to carry out undetectable assassinations. And evidently, she died in a very mysterious car wreck. Leaked documents suggest certain automotive software systems creates potential um, problems, mission areas, it says. So most likely this was the reason that that congresswoman and um, police changed the results after the investigation of this congresswoman. Walarski's vehicle is the one that mysteriously crossed the line into an oncoming vehicle. Mm, yeah, and this is what they'll do. And again, apart from the Lord's intervention, you know, um, one could be extremely vulnerable. And if it wasn't for God's intervention in my life, I would have been dead a long time ago. Probably me and my daughter, myself, my daughter and myself. So I'm fully aware of that. Um, and this is why it's so important to, um, you know, put your total faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's and I really believe it's why you know me doing that teaching on Psalm 64. Just key in Psalm 64 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Regarding imprecatory prayers and a Christian's door of hope, it's extremely important that we have that concept in our minds. Putting on the full armor of God every day, you know, getting right with the Lord every day, spending time with the Lord every day, and um, calling upon God for protection from the wicked, from the secret counsel of the wicked, is so important. And to really believe it, you know. I mean, because it's, I, I truly believe it's the only reason, in, in your prayers, you know, um, are the only reason that we're alive to this day. Because I know they've tried to kill us on many, many occasions. But um, that's all I have for today. So God bless you, and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.